right, Spinderella, welcome to the show. You know, it's so crazy. In the years that I've had this show for four years now, this is your first time, which is crazy. <laughs> I know. It's, um, I don't get caught up in any mess. That's why. I'm not normally caught up in any mess, or at least I try to avoid, um, you know, that that stuff that goes on in these artists' life. But looks like I'm kind of caught up in some things right now. I mean, your name is in the streets. Everybody is asking where it's Spinderella. We're going to get into all that. And I just want people to know, and let me just be very clear. Before there was a Hollywood Unlock, before there was a Jason Lee, everybody knew. Um, Spinderella was actually one of my first friends when I first moved to LA. I was still working at the Union. And um, I remember I had a 29th, I think it was, was my 29th birthday party. Was it, has it been that long? Maybe about 30th birthday. I can't remember. It's been it's been like 13, 14 years. You DJ my party. Yeah. And one thing that I remember is, well, two things. One, I had a great time. And two, you got me so drunk off of those damn drinks. What what were the drinks? Lemon drops, boo. <laughs> I can't even drink a lemon drop now because of you. I didn't even make it home that night. But yeah, I remember you got me that, that drink and it got so lit. Yeah, that was our that was our drink of choice back then when we got around each other. Um, it was good times though. Yeah. And so you left LA, went to Dallas, and just mm -hmm. never came back. You don't miss us out here? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss LA. I miss my friends. Of course, you know, Kalima, my best friend, um, she passed uh, uh, three years ago. Um, I just, I'm, I terribly miss it. I miss hanging out. And um, LA was just like a, it was a great place for me to to grow and to um get the hell away from new york how about that <laughs> and so so dallas so texas i i recently went to texas you came and visited me on my book stop uh the men and the energy in dallas is very different than la and new york like i feel like it's a lot of love out there and i know that you found love and now are engaged you just went out there and said i'm just gonna glow up get my whole marriage married life together and is 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 the men? Is it just different out there dating? Yeah, it's that southern hospitality. You know, the southern man. Oh my God, they're just so hospitable. And um, I mean, for what I know, I'm sure there's women that might say differently. But um, I found my love. Yeah, I I wasn't looking for it. My fiance, we're getting married in May. And we were supposed to get married last year, but of course, due to COVID, we had to, you know, postpone the wedding. But um, I'm gearing up for that now. But yeah, the men out here, um, it's sexy. <laughs> I'll say that. So how did you, how did you and your fiance meet? Because I know we've never talked about that, but I know he's in, he's in nightlife, right? I mean, he's out there in, in the streets. Yeah, he's a he's a comedian. He's a producer of a comedy series. Um, He's a um, promoter here as well. And so he gives events and, and um, comedy shows here. I met him. He wanted me to do a party for him. And, you know, we kind of got together in that sense. Um, I would see him. Um, well, actually, I knew him from Twitter at the time. And I followed him. But he hit me in the DMs <laughs> and was like, can I do a party for him? And... We worked that out, let's just say. Mm. And now you're paying with it for your life. I mean, because now you guys are getting together and creating a life together. Yes, it's beautiful. That's the that's uh, the sunshine of my life. He's He keeps me smiling. It's good to have that comedy aspect. 
in your life. You need somebody that really, Jason, I know you've been looking for love too. I've been following you. Um, make sure you have, you find someone that is fun, not no hardcore dreary ass. Like, you know, just everything is too freaking serious. You need to have fun. Um, but yeah, I found that. Is that and I'm what attracted happy. you to him? Is that what attracted you to him? That he was funny, that there was life that, you know, because sometimes, especially right now during COVID, a lot of people are trying to figure out how to date in the middle of a pandemic where everybody yeah. around you seems to be dying and life is just, yeah. you know, always constantly um, a lot. Did, did, was that like a light for you to be able to have somebody that gave you that laughter? I believe so. I was, um, I was a DJ for the Shaq All-Star Comedy Tour and I was around comedy all the time for that tour. And so I, I vowed to myself that I would keep comedy in my life, but it was so funny. I was doing, um, when I got to Dallas and I met him, you know, I didn't know that he was, you know, I, I didn't, I really didn't know the scene, the comedy scene here in Dallas. So I, I was introduced to it through him. And now we are, um, we produce comedy sh shows together and I have my own Spinderella comedy jam. So, hmm. um, I got a show coming up next month with, um, this team of comedians called the Rat Packs, which he's a part of that I'm a co-producer on. So yeah, I'm, I keep comedy around my life because I just have to, I need to laugh. Well, speaking, speaking of uh, comedy, recently uh, me and you were on Clubhouse and we were chatting it up with the fans and we, we got to talking about doing a really dope um, moment for people where we could give fans access to their favorite stars to judge, the, like to do a talent show. And yeah. you participated, me, you, Tiffany Haddish, Fat Joe, and Neo. Um, and and Katakio, who won, was recently on the show what, what did you think about that? What did you think about how we were able to create a whole ass talent show for people to like log in and figure out how to get seen? Well, I, that, that was a proud moment for me, just being able to be a part of your vision and, and helping someone come across, you know, like um, crossover where more people would be introduced to that, that talent. I was happy to be a part of it. We discovered a lot of talent in that room, but she was definitely clearly the winner. Um, and I think we made a great choice. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, she 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 beat the guy that I wanted to win. I was I was going oh, for the went, Oh, okay. Well, I, I really liked her. I, God, I really liked her. God told me to cheat, but I was outnumbered <laughs> by the judges and she won. But it was yes. Yeah. I mean, well, sometimes the one in the second position um, does get that light and, and, and is able to outshine and they get the opportunities as well. So because you're not in the first position does not mean that you won't get the opportunities. People are still watching and talent is talent. So. All right. So. One thing I know about you and you started by saying that you're typically not in any mess, but for some reason, I feel like you're in the middle of mess that you may not have necessarily created because as you know, the salt and pepper documentary is out on lifetime and uh, a lot of people are watching it, but I'm sure you have not, you're not in there. You're not mentioned in the press. I know that they recently did an interview where they were questioned about that on the breakfast club. And uh, they said that they were not allowed to speak your name, but uh, that came by way of the lawsuits. There's a lot to unpack here. The first, first thing I want to ask you is, have you seen the salt and pepper doc? No, I haven't. I have not seen it. Um, 
I'm, I stand by my statement. I will not support something that does not support me. Mm-hmm. And I was a part of the brand and I was a part of building the brand and I have every right to not um, support it because of the fact that it didn't support me. And people should um, know that that was a dream of all of ours. And that was discussed. We, we discussed a movie of our life back in the 90s. And we've always talked about, we had big dreams for everything. We had dreams for the Vegas show, the, Ve- the Vegas review. We, we got that. Um, we, we were definitely, our dreams were coming true. But it seemed like when those things would come true um, or come to fruition, I would be left out of it, but I helped to build it. So yes, I had, I had, you know, no, I was just, it was for me, it was very disappointing. Okay. So let's go back. When did the relationship start to fall apart? Cause I remember, I mean, you, you met the girls back in what, 1986. Is that when you met them and then joined the group? Okay, so 1987, you meet them. You guys, the three of you become a part of hip-hop history where, you know, the three of you were one of the, I think, were you the first female hip-hop group? Oh, no, definitely not. There was a group, I mean, they had the Mercedes ladies from the 70s. Um, They had Us Girls. They had um, Sequence. Um, But you were the first all-female hip-hop group to reach that level of success right out the gate, right? Yes. This this was um I mean it was for me um when I was brought into the group I was told what my what my role was was and that was I would be DJing for the for this group. Um and Herbie who brought me in his intentions because I asked him again um, what was your intentions for me? He said, I wanted, I wanted run DMC and jam master J I wanted Houdini in my head. He's, he, that's a group. <laughs> so fulfilling those, um, filling those holes in and doing what needed to be done to make that happen. The work that it takes to, to get to that kind of a status of run DMC. Um, it takes those elements. So I went into the group under the um, premise that I would be joining a group to take it to the top, to the run DMCs and to the Houdinis. Um, and we did just that. And so, so were you, so when you joined the group in the eighties and nineties, if I could recall, I mean, you were as much a part of the group as they were, right? I mean, at, at first when they started to rap, when the group, when the girls first started to rap, you weren't rapping, but then later on, you did start to rap and write, correct? I rapped, I produced, I danced, I interviewed, I I took pictures, I did all the things that it would take to build um, the brand right there with them. And so, at what point did it go from you're a part of the group to you don't you no longer need to show up? I mean, when did that? change happened what how did happen herbie was the creator and and he was the one who brought this together and he was the one that brought me in with the with the original intention 
Um, and I don't think salt and pepper adopted Herbie's uh, intention. I think they, once Herbie left the picture, um, they began to, to feel that, okay, this is, it is what it is. And now, you know, this it's almost like, um, they inherited, I mean, this is just my speculation. They inherited Herbie's situation because at, at some point Herbie was in and then Herbie was out and you know, he's the creator. Right, he's but when a, you put the group together and you guys were doing your thing for the world to see. It is this it's like it's the brand. It is what we know. When did it like when Herbie was out did was there a meeting where they said, "Look, we don't want to go in this direction anymore. We're going in a different no, direction." No. They did I I've had a couple of um conversations where Salt had said, "You know, you're just uh you're just the DJ." But here's my confusion, and I can see where everybody else is confused. If I'm just the DJ, why am I building this brand? Why am I working like you are? If I'm just a DJ, I'm on the stage just DJing. There was a whole lot more work other than just DJing and building this brand. You don't just come out the studio have a record and it becomes a hit. It's a building. You have to build. It's a process that um, builds that hit. And we've had quite a few. So um, I think her intentions and her actions um, was two different things. Their intentions and their actions was, were two different things. And I was living under the, the premise of what I was originally told when I was brought in. Um, I lived up to that. And if the other problem is a contract, no, there was never a contract. Um, Between you and them. Yeah. There was never a contract. And when I wised up and wanted a contract, um, that was, that was a threat. They felt that was a threat to them somehow especially um, if I open my mouth about, you know, divvying this up right. I didn't, I wanted it to be a third for sure. But if it wasn't going to be a third, we need to justify my, my. Um, the amount of time that you're investing in it. Yes. My investment, my equity. Um, we need to justify that. And, and on the outro of all of this, uh, my my goal, and for years I had been wanting to um, define my role, but bringing it up would just be, it was a headache for them. But why and was, you, it, was it, was it a headache because they didn't, they were selfish and didn't want to share? Was it a headache because they felt like you were out of place for even thinking you deserved it? Where, where was it a headache? Yeah, my, from what I'm gathering, they think I'm out of place for asking for anything that I deserve, but they don't, they're not looking back. I don't think they're seeing, and I, I know you, I don't know if you guys have seen the clip that's been going around. There's a lot of clips that, that are coming out, um, that we, we actually discussed that. Like you haven't seen the work that I've done. How could you not see it? How could you not see the songs that I'm on? People think that I'm on what a man I am on 15 songs. 15 songs, three of them our hits. Mm -hmm. I've produced minimally, but I have produced, I have written minimally. 
but it's for, I mean, on our most successful album, very necessary. So I can't see how they don't see that, but there was a lot of confusion that I had and I would ask those questions. And when I would ask, as people know, diehard fans that have been around and have seen those old shows, like the old salt and pepper show, I asked then. I would I definitely would use the opportunity to ask, you know, when I could, when I, I felt it was right. Um, and then when it came to doing contracts and stuff, I asked to be separate. I'm like, let's do this separate. Like, so I can handle my own business. You guys can, I mean, if you want to separate this thing, let's do that. Whatever it's going to take, let's do it. Because I needed to. We were asking for was like, let's just clarify the business. Like, let's call it what it is. Let's spell it out. Let's formalize the work. Yes. Yes. And that was just, and that was just met with resistance. No. It was met with the fact of what you said. They just did not see the worth of doing that. How do you not see the, the worth? Because they don't even see me like, they don't see me as the, as a, a relevant, important, integral part of this brand. And that's crazy to me. But the part that's crazy for me is how don't they see it when the fans do? I mean, Wendy, Wendy Williams just recently talked about on her show and she said, for me, if, if, if it's not the three, it doesn't make sense. So how is it that they were unable to see what everybody in the culture saw? If you can, if you can get that answer out of them, please do. I've been trying to tell them this. This is not good, y'all. I've been trying to tell them this. I've been trying to tell the managers that would come through. They've, we've had various managers. I would try to tell them, let's figure out how we're going to do and break down Spinderella. Because um, it, this day that has come, I, I really, you know what? That's not something I wanted to happen. I was all in. I never wanted this to go down this way, but I knew it would because how you going how you going to use me <laughs> and not pay me? The other thing is she they they basically said I was an employee and a DJ for hire, but they never paid me for none of those appearances and none of those photo sessions and none of those um 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 appearances on those albums and and studio times and and countless hours of interviews and building this brand. There's employees got paid. Was I your little slave girl? Like this, this is really intense because I grew up and I figured it out. And when I started to mention it, there was a, it was a threat to them. You see how they're, they're reacting right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you, so when you, when was the moment when you realized that your value wasn't being compensated? Cause there had to be, cause it seems like when you first got in the group, you were excited to be a part of it. You, you three of you had a vision for what it could become. What you said, you talked about the Vegas shows and this and the documentaries and all that. So you guys collectively had a vision for it. When did it start to dawn on you that you were being used? Oh my God. Um, I would say the nineties. Um, there was a complaint uh, that was documented on the behind the music um, that was done in the late nineties. Um, and I, I, I exposed that because I just couldn't put my finger on what it was and, and imagine being kept out of the board room or, or being kept away from negotiations that have to do with you. And you have to figure those things out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that back then, but I kept going because I wanted to, I needed to be a hundred percent concrete on what was going, like what was happening, how, how they were handling the business and also how my, how I was involved and how they saw me and how they were going to do it. I've, I always knew there was something there and I had to put my finger on it, but it wasn't until I would say this last um, run with them, which was uh, 2013, 2014 on, um, we had come back together again. And I knew there was something there, but I, I just bypassed it because I'm like, look, this is the vehicle that we, we built together and there's opportunity for us to figure it out. And maybe we'll figure it out along the way. I'm not going to trip. I'm going to get back in and we're going to figure it out. And I was telling Peppa that. I was like, when can we talk about this? Um, it just was never, it was, it was, it always a, was a threat. It was always a threat. And it, I got to a point, thankfully, that, um, and it happened during the show, during the um, ladies night show on BT that I was completely just, if they're not going to talk to me, then this is definitely going to be a wrap. Like we have to talk. So you saw me on that show, ask them in front of the cameras, can we please have a mediator? Can we please sort this out? Can we please figure out how to dissect this properly? That's beneficial for all of us and the fans. And their response, you, I don't know if you saw it, but you can YouTube it. Their response was no. We're not sitting down with a mediator. We don't need to um, rehash anything because this is what it is. It's what it's going to be. They said that. And that's when, I, that's when you saw me get up and walk away. I walked away. I didn't quit. I walked away from that conversation broken and again, and let down and not sure what was going to come of it, but knowing that we still had a lot of equity here. Um, and it was important to nurture it for me. I, I just needed to have that sit down and they refused it. They refused so- it. They refused it. So. Were, the fan, were the fans ever thought about during this whole, because you guys are so legendary to so many people around the world and you have fans in every country, people, people women in hip hop, men in hip hop, you know, look to Salt and Pepper and, and, and your, you know, your group as um, just, uh, just larger than life because of your contribution to the culture. Were the fans ever thought about during this whole process from them? I can't speak for them, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like they, for an example of that is when we did part ways, when they did terminate me, I should say, I waited for them to make a statement and they hadn't, they wouldn't. I felt it was owed to the fans to know that, to know the truth so that, you know, they can know. What they did do was continue on using the the images of me after the termination to sell tickets. <laughs> so there was no that that was the reason for me to go forth with a 
filing a, a lawsuit because it not only was it unfair to me, but it was unfair to the public. Um, and I just think that was un, unnecessary. I felt like it, it should have been, um, the fans were asking me what, what was happening. I put, I put the statements out. They well, didn't. I mean, I, so let's talk, let's talk about the lawsuit. So August 2019, you filed the lawsuit. This was around the time where um, uh, this was from the removal of the new kids on the block tour, right? So when you filed the lawsuit, was it was because they hadn't paid you for money that they owed you? Yeah. Um, monies from from prior uh, a prior project. Um, I can't really disclose a lot about this because it is um, it's you know meant to be confidential, but. I had every right to to um file that claim and in the end it was a settlement. Mm. And so part of that settlement you can't talk about it, right? No. But were you were you sad in the fact that you had invested your whole life into something that you then had to go and fight for? Like you had to fight you had to fight for being paid what you felt was just due given that you had invested so much of your life in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fight. It was an unnecessary fight. Let me just say this. I, I had, I had love for my, my, my group. I had love for them. I had love for the legacy. And there was a purpose when it, when, when the seed was planted, when they brought me in, there was a seed planted in me. And I saw to it that this was, would be nurtured. And I did my part. I did my part. They refused to acknowledge that. That's crazy to me. Do you think they were jealous? I don't know. I don't know. I asked myself, I don't know. I can't speculate what they, what, you guys can tell me. What do y'all think? Because I cannot yeah, tell I mean, I mean, you. I mean, you talked to them. So I don't, I mean, you before, I mean, I don't know if you all talked that, but you talked to them. What, what would they say? I mean, I just I'm 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 just so confused, and it sounds like you're confused too. Babe, there was nothing that warranted anything um, of that turnout. Nothing. No action, no activity that I have done would warrant any of that vicious activity. I cannot believe it. I get that they feel that I am just a DJ. But not only is that an insult, what's wrong with a freaking DJ? <laughs> what's wrong with being a DJ? The, the DJ is, is who got you in the door. That was a DJ that played your music that got you in the door. But besides that, I don't know. You're asking me something I don't know. And a DJ in that era was, like you said, Jam Master J, that was an integral part of the group. And That's what, I remember. in my mind, I saw as a group. When Herbie said, my intention is to recreate a female version of Run DMC, I didn't say just Run and D. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't get him saying just Run and D. I immediately thought Run, D, and J, which is a triangle. It's a triangle. You know, triangle, whatever. Um, and they have... They put that, that was embedded in me. Now, Salt and Pepper's intentions was different somehow, and 
they acted accordingly to that difference. But, well, actually, they didn't act accordingly to that difference because they still used me. Other than if I was just a DJ, I would just be DJing. I would not be on your album cover. I would not be in the studio with you. I would not be in the, um, on those promo tours. I wouldn't have to do all of that. I thought it was a, um, uh, I was the opportunity. I loved it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. They gave me the schedule. They handed me the schedule. So there was me thinking and, and with the talks that we've had along the years, like, you know, the payday is coming this, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to like one day we'll do a movie. We, we actually talked about how that would go. Like the two of them being born, the three of us, and then me coming in and, um, I mean, it was just an idea or whatever back then, but I, I'll, I, I really don't know when I, when I tell you, I don't know, I don't know, but what I do know is their reaction and their, um, the results and whether you considered me an employee, if you did that, you would have paid me as such. You would have paid me as an employee for all those hours. You didn't do that. Um, if you considered me a work for hire or whatever, I, we can't say that that happened because I didn't get paid for those activities to build this brand. Um, but, but it's a lot of years that have went by and in the interim, I would ask for, for this to be defined. And it was like poking the bear. So are you, are you bitter at all? I mean, how do you not? be upset or angry because i've never known you to be an angry person or bitter person but why not you're not bitter or angry i i was very upset this played out in different ways for me as um i mean i've i definitely had depressions about it bouts i've had um self-esteem issues i had confidence issues um on this show that I did uh, on OWN last love year. Love goals. Love goals. I shared with the um, therapist spirit what was happening with me. You know, you guys, if you saw that, you saw me having my voice issues. Like I couldn't even speak. It was just. Um, was it because it was chipping away at your confidence and your relate? Like it was trickling now over into your relationship? It was trickling into my relationship and thankfully I had, you know, a great supporting partner and, you know, he knew, he knew it was just hard. It was communication issues. It was, it was a lot. Let me tell you what it does to you. It makes you feel less than a person. It makes you feel inferior. You have an inferior complex. You have, you, you, you have confidence issues. You have low self-esteem never believing that I I was good enough, never like always having to, um, prove, overprove and never getting that, that acknowledgement. So yeah. Um, those things is, those are the effects of that, that behavior from there's no encouragement when there's no encouragement, how do you expect the seed to grow? How do you how do you plant a seed back in 87 and then not water it? So hmm. going going back to the girls, I mean, 
Salt is supposed to be a pastor. Peppa is Peppa. Those two had to get together and have a conversation. And you've been with them longer than anybody in the world because you you know them. You're part of their world. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you three of you shared a world together. Who's driving it? Somebody has to be driving it. Peppa, Salt, is it somebody behind the scenes, behind the group, attorneys, agents? Like, who do you think is driving this? Because what I th- what I find interesting is uh, there was a period of time when you first started with the group where you were in the background with the music, doing the DJing, and you, even though you were in the, all the visuals and all that, and then you came much further in the forefront, performing, writing, uh, uh, rapping. And I, I personally think that's because you were the fan favorite. I mean, uh, fans were in love. I remember the era. Fans were in love with Spinderella. I never thought of Salt and Pepper without thinking of you. So who has who's behind it driving this? Well, who does it look like behind it driving it? Well, in the recent interviews, Salt seems a little salty, and Pepper just wants to talk about Pepper. So I, it seems like it's Salt. Hmm. You guys look. This is not. It's not like geometry this is very simple you can see what it is you can see where it's coming from they have their name as the bosses they have said i am the boss i make the deals i sign the checks it's if you saw the show they made it clear who is the boss so who makes decisions it's the two of them and honestly you guys all you got to do is just look you can you can see it. It's really not that deep. It's in your face. And so, so so now that you said that it, there was a time period on Love Goals where you opened up with the therapist about how it started chipping away at your self confidence. Um, where where are you at with it now? I mean, now there's there's this project out on Lifetime where I started to watch it, and quite honestly. I didn't see that they were getting to the part that included you because that was really what I wanted to see. And I didn't see that. So I didn't watch it. Um, Where are you at with it now? I mean, now that they have this lifetime doc, which is part of what your, your goal was as a group play out without you. Where are you at? I'm I'm, I'm good. I, I like not being in an abusive relationship. I like being confident. I like being, um, encouraged. I I surround myself with people that encourage me and bring me up. I have, I have, you know, countless people that support and love me and do not discourage me. And, and that's what we should be doing. That's what, that's what we should have been doing. I don't know, honestly, that the, the hate and disgusting behavior that, that have been, that's been exhibited towards me is unwarranted. And I really, really, really in my heart cannot tell you how sorry to you guys, you know, that I am, I, I, I want it more from us and trust me, I'm getting the short, I'm getting the short end of the stick. This is not about money. This is not about clout or, um, um, this is not a publicity stunt. Isn't it legacy? Isn't it? My legacy is my baby. Isn't it what the three of you represented to hip hop, to the culture, to young women, to women in music, to women in general? Isn't that what it's about? Yeah, that's what it's about. That's that's what it's about for me. Hmm. So 
the there be the, the salt and peppers being honored at the 2021 Grammys. How does that how does that happen and not include you when lifetime achievement for the Recording Academy uh, includes music that you recorded with them? This is why I have stepped up, and this is why I'm speaking out because we don't have to be together. We don't have to be together. We have made the decision mutually. They fired me, but it's cool. I'm good with that. Fire me because I don't like being abused. But we don't have to be together. But we definitely should acknowledge the work that was put in. And that is on my back. The three of us did that. The three of us had that schedule. Nope, they keep bringing up 87 and what happened before me, before I got there. I can't tell you what happened before me. I don't know. The album that was done before me, and there was another album that I did come in on, but I was being groomed. But that third album has my DNA in it, that fourth album, that fifth album, and anything after that. Salt and Pepper has to acknowledge the truth and the fact that their intention may have been to have me as a higher DJ, but they, their actions said different. Mm-hmm. Well, and what the consumer bought into was different, right? Yeah, they, I say their actions being um, making sure that I, I worked, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I didn't mind doing it because I, I saw the, the bottom line, you know, but yeah, the consumer, you can't, you can't disguise a, a, a truth. You're going to tell the people that I wasn't there when I was. This is why the, the, the viral um, attention is happening because people's memories are being fucked with. Mm-hmm. History is being written right now and you're okay with rewriting it. To satisfy whatever your your ego tells you that I did to hurt you, I don't know what that is. There was no issue that should warrant that behavior. Do you believe that you deserve a Grammy or to be recognized at the Grammys? Oh, yeah. yeah. What I would like to see happen is regardless of what all is happening, um, we're going to always have this issue because... My name, my, my likeness is attached to their success. And unless we come up with a plan to figure that out, which that's a settlement, a settlement was done for the majority of that, but there's still things like, um, these lifetime achievement awards, um, that I should be a part of. And that I will continue to pursue. The star on Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Um, I will do my best to pursue that which is due me. That's it. That's it. I can't control what they do. Um, we've, we've seen the activity. We, we are very, we're not blind. Um, I know a lot of that stuff is confusing for people, but trust me, I've been through the confusion because I was confused too. It was manipulation. I feel like it was, um, it was, uh, uncalled for, especially coming from an act that 
that regards in women, you know, that deals in women empowering and, and, and girl power and black girl magic and all of that. Mm. But anyway, um, I wish I could answer these questions for everybody. I just, I'm, I'm as broken about it and disappointed about it, but I have been dealing with this. So I, I know how this goes with them. It would be a shock to me for them to act differently. So are these the people that you knew back in the eighties? I mean, or, or, or have they just become new people, different people over time? Who's this? Those girls? Yeah. The girls are they, I mean, were they spiteful then? Were they trying to erase you? Some like, was there ever moments where you would get more attention and they would. This is not, this is not something that I I felt like I was um, really getting close to them on a few different occasions. I felt like we were magic when we were on stage. I don't know if you've ever seen our show, but those that have seen it from the beginning will tell you there was magic there. Um, I'm, I do feel, however, that they have, I mean, we've had a lot of great times, but they've had this underlying issue and really acted out on it in these past couple of years from this, um, the fact that I would ask about um, fixing or, or defining. I even just wanted my name to be, you know what I'm saying? People kept seeing three people and calling and calling us salt and pepper. And they would be like, who's that? They weren't, it wasn't fair to the new fans that they didn't know who this person was. Mm-hmm. So I made it clear that I wanted to define that with them and I wanted their support on that. And it was like, how do we do that? Why, why are we going to change our name? We, we, we're salt and pepper. I didn't ask you to change your name. I'm just saying like, how, how do you, how do you fix that? How do you, how can we justify that? Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. I didn't have all the answers, <laughs> but I wanted some kind of acknowledgement there. And I wanted to sit down with what I called my sisters. And I wanted to sit down with these women who, who consider themselves bosses that would continue to allow me to be, um, that would continue to just make me feel like I'm nothing, you know? Hmm. I want, I was giving them the opportunity to fix it on various occasions and to define it. And they didn't see fit to do that. So, um, that's not, that's not what I'm tolerating in my life right now anyway. So, so um, you recently put out a statement when the documentary came out um, to the fans to let them know why you weren't there and that you were still honoring the women who were acting in the film. And it, it was a really positively written um, comment or statement for the public. Mm-hmm. Weren't you a little, didn't you feel it was insult on injury when they didn't even notify the fans that you weren't going to be a part of it? Like they just, they still expected your fans to show up and support it as well and hope that nobody knew. Um, that's why I put the statement out because I needed to be connected to our fans that wasn't sure of what was going on. I was getting tagged. I can't wait to see the biopic. I can't wait to, um, 
I mean, they tag me in everything anyway, so I know what's going on. And I'm sure they get tagged. You know, fans may not know. And it's it has to be clarified through us. And me putting out that statement showed exactly how I felt. I felt like the to produce a movie or story that regards the okay so they tell me they they tell me that the movie was about their friendship and I get that cuz they did have a friendship there um but why not how are you using the brand that I'm a part of and why not hey why not bring Spinderella in and 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 shed some light on Spinderella so that our fans as a as a whole would be satisfied. Why are you dissecting the fans? Why are you dissecting that? What that's a question for them. Mm-hmm. Without all the riddles and the roundabouts, because Spin was here, she was the second DJ, this said that, that. What does that have to do with anything right now? What about the work that was put in? Right. So I want you guys to know that my life is not surrounded by salt and pepper. I need you to understand that I have a career outside of salt and pepper that takes care of me. And that has been taking care of me because I I was smart enough to know that this, though I was considering this a priority for me, I knew better. So I built my brand as in Spinderella and I work from that brand and haven't stopped. Even when salt and pepper stopped, I was building. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like I have to tell this story. I feel like, you know, writing a book would explain some things because of the scenarios that I will be providing there. Um, and will explain why, um, like who I am, who I am. I just know my intentions were correct. I just know that I had love for the legacy and I still do. And I'm sorry that this is happening or this this is the way that it went. But I did ask for this to be defined and to be handled. And not only did they disregard that, but then they insulted me. They basically tried to eradicate me from, you know, history. And that is certainly irresponsible on their behalf. So I have to ask you a question. One thing I always wanted to know, and I've never asked you this uh, privately. There was the video where it was the three of you and Tretch was in there with Peppa. You had a man and mm-hmm. Salt had Tupac, right? Was that mm-hmm. was Tupac? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why did we not see Tupac's face in that video? Ooh, there was a, I think it had to do, they were trying to, ooh, I think they would think, they were thinking that Tupac's um, image was a little too rough for Salt and Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> and so they just didn't show, they just decided not to show him? Yeah. They, they were, and he was, he was furious about that because them not showing him was to, was in, Salt and Peppers um, was supposedly benefiting Salt and Peppers' image. That's the take that I got. That's the take that I got um, from the inside. But you know, I don't know what the what what take they they're given or whatever. I, but I do recall that being an issue. 
which is crazy because Pac was like, you know, he he stood for something. He stood for something and and he spoke, you know, I mean, he was prophetic. He was he was a, a just a standard that people like, you know, adhered to in hip hop. Like he was like a bible. And mm. they, you know, I don't know. They wanted the squeaky clean image for Salt and Pepper and Chow. Why? Why did they use him <laughs> in the bathtub or wherever he was? Why did they use him in the video? Why did they even have him in there? Right, and they showed his tattoo. You saw his tattoo. And if that's the case, why well, was Tretch in it? Because Tretch wasn't the most perfect person either. To, but you know, I don't know. Like I love my brothers. Tretch was out there with other people's, you know, P OPP. We remember. But wait, but yeah, right, right. I mean, so, if you, so let's not. So, so, what did Tupac say about being excluded? I mean, do you know anything? I mean, how did you know he was upset? I, I know his reaction was. He wasn't happy about that. I know he had it had gotten back to us that he wasn't very happy about it, um, because he wanted he wanted that. Um, I mean, he did the work. He wanted to be uh, seen, and he should have. Hmm. So it's, it it sounds like you and Tupac have a lot in common. Hmm. Oh, hmm. I never thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about that. I mean, it just sounds but, like history repeating itself, right? I mean, you did the work that showed up, you know. People- honey, I tell you this: it's when you hide things, it comes to light. When you try to hide things, have faith; it comes to light, and you just have to, you know, hold your head. Because I had, I've been praying about this. I've been. I've been like, is this how it's supposed to be? Because I know I'm a good person. I know I didn't do one thing to them girls. I don't know what the hell I, I would do, but but just be. But it's not impossible that someone is, is irked by you just being, right? Mm-hmm. They just aggravated because you walk in the room. They just aggravated because you could shine regardless, even though you in the background, you still shine somehow. And I never wanted that. I... But I'm going to continue to be. Don't dim your light for somebody else. Don't dim your light so others can shine. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, that's what I learned. That's one of the biggest le- lessons here. But the crazy part is their light, their light will always be eclipsed by this, this stain that they're leaving on history by doing this to you and now learning that this also happened to Tupac, uh, which is crazy because... Uh, for me, it just almost shows a pattern, right? That we're going to just use people as long as it benefits us. And then whenever it no longer either benefits us or somehow overshadows us, we will just erase it. Right. And then when you speak on it or when you protest, you're the bad person. When you protest for the, for the, betterment of a situation and you are shut down or you're shunned or you're blacklisted or you're basically belittled and devalued and discredited. It just goes to show that you should go harder. Mm. It just goes to show that you should go harder. So you have a daughter um, who you raised 
you raised as a single mother. Um, when you look at her and you look at how you're standing up for yourself, what do you hope that she and other young women are getting from this uh, example? Stand up, number one. Um, get your get your work your, I guess your paperwork in order. Be with a team or be have a team that that you support, um, that support you. And the reason why I said that you support because the team that is holding you up needs support too. And that was me. I'm a team member. I'm not salt or pepper. I'm not in the front. I'm in the background. I'm rocking. I'm moving with them. But I didn't get no support from them. Apparently, I wasn't even um, worth it. So, hey, I really wish that young women learn to value themselves because perhaps I didn't value myself enough. Maybe I should have said, screw this legacy. Maybe I should have said, screw everything and walk away. However, I didn't. And we, we got to the places that we got. We reached a success level that we worked for. Um, but is it worth it? For me, I say, yes, it's worth it. Because we will go down in history, um, even though it's overshadowed, it'll be overshadowed. I just feel like down the line, the music still speaks for itself. There's still a message there. And I was listening to that, that music while I was performing it. I was listening to the words while we were performing it. I was listening to expression, grasping the ability to express myself, one of our songs. I was listening to Independent, Hope Independent Woman. That was our song. It was called, um, um, I think it was called Independent. It's so old. Um, it, it, all these songs and messages that we had, even in our shows, it, it just, I was trying to make that connection. I said, regardless of what's happening with them and our relationship, I know that the, I believe in it. I believe in these words and that's what I'm going to get from it. That's what I'm going to take with me. So. So what was the journey to rediscovering your self-worth when you felt like they made you lose it? What it was worth? It was worth everything. It was worth life. It's worth life when you when you find it. You usually have to go through trauma to get to it though. Mm -hmm. You you have to get to a point to get to a point of peace, you have to go through some some hell and some tornadoes and some and some all kinds of like roller coaster rides to get there because you have to learn. I do feel that I have a um, more of a balance. I am more outspoken. I am getting um, a therapy for me. I feel like decisions that I've made, why would I make those decisions? Why would I be interacting with folk of that nature? Why did I just let those things pass? But think about relations that you've been in that you allowed things and then you go well i allowed it but what was my purpose what like i just i just wanted more for us i wanted this to be um i wanted to be justified you know i wanted it to be more for us but justly mm -hmm. um and that i don't regret i don't regret my loyalty because that's that's a uh 
that's, you know, something that most, you know, a lot of people don't have that level of loyalty, but look what's coming out of it for me. I, I'm cool. I've, I've, I've gone through that. I have come out better. I am, I am of service to women still. I am, I'm uplifting women. I, in everything that I do in the jobs that I take in the, uh, you know, just a level of, of love that I have for us, regardless of that, that happening, um, that I'm going to keep going with that because it was, it was a, a seed planted in me and I abided by it. Would you ever go back? No, hmm. I will never go back there. Do, 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 if you so you're going to do a book. Do you know what the book is going to be called yet, and when it's going to come out? Well, um, the the working title is Queen on Decks. Queen on deck. Queen on deck. Um, and we are. We're still writing because a lot of this that's going on is going in the book. Um, but it's just filled with a lot of things that people don't know that I dealt with. Um, my, of course, the relationships and these most important relationships. Um, and just how life growing up in the industry, how it defined me, how I am... You know, how can I come from the streets of New York um, in the music industry as a child, like as a kid, um, and how I made it? And it, I'm excited about it because I finally get to use my voice. And I had no idea that people even cared or would care enough. But this truly is a story of Cinderella. My story. I feel that. I feel like my story is like, a modern day urbanized <laughs> version of Spinderella of Cinderella. Are you, are, are you gonna open up? You know, I've written a book. You've you've read my book. Are you gonna open up and tell it all? I'm gonna tell everything you guys are I'm gonna tell y'all everything that's on my heart to tell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now if I tell it all, now here it is. I am an open book today. I'm telling things in this book that you guys would not have known otherwise. Um, and you might even be shocked by for sure. Um, yeah. And some inside stuff in these very torrential relationships. So let me ask you a question. If, if, if salt and pepper is watching, which I'm sure they will, I mean, salt just followed me in clubhouse. I didn't follow her back, but I'm sure she's going to be paying attention. Uh, and we're going to do a clubhouse uh, after show chat the night this airs. If, if they're watching, what would you say to them? I would say you owe me an apology and you owe the world, your fans an apology. This is ridiculous. I would say you're, this is ridiculous. And I thought I really am disappointed and thought that you guys really upholded this legacy in its authentic form and would respect it enough to understand why people are so hurt. 
the fact that you are trying to take away something that people adore by erasing something integral is something that you got to really take a look at yourself. You really have to, I, I get that you have your intention was to be one thing, but this is way different. This has turned out way different than what you intended. And your hand is on this. Your hand is in this. We have come together and we have made a legacy. We all contributed to it. I am grateful that you guys opened that door for me. But for you to take liberty and make people believe that I wasn't there when I was is hurtful. And I think you need to search yourself for that. And if you want to sit down and talk about it with a mediator and a psychologist, we can do that. Well, I'll offer to mediate. I'm not a psychologist, but you know, I, I can, I can get in between some shit spin. I just, you know, the crazy part about, <laughs> about I think I'm more aligned along the lines of Ayanla or something <laughs> I think it along those lines. I'm gonna just let you know what I really I think we need to put our differences because we don't agree on this and we won't. Hmm. We need to get past that because there is a legacy and the legacy is our child. And if we work together to nurture that, guess who wins? You win, I win, and the people win. But you have to respect me in doing that. If you don't respect me, then it won't be done. And you would have shot your own legacy in the foot. You would have killed your own brand unnecessarily. Hmm. So I guess the last thing, uh, by the way, I do have Ianla's phone number and I will be texting her in the morning because I, I would love to see this happen. I will tell you. You're one of the few people that I know, and I mean this, uh, who's never in drama, who does not like the headlines uh, like this, who I never would have saw being caught. I mean, as a fa speaking as a fan from, you know, when I first learned of salt and Pepper, you know, and Spinderella to now, I would have never expected you to be here. I mean, you, you guys are just such an important. I didn't want to, but you know, this is something I've been dealing with for a long time. And you, even when we were, we were hanging out, I've been dealing with this, but it's to no, me. I was you didn't even tell me. You didn't even tell me that what? you were going through all that. Because I'm a good, I'm a good-hearted person, and I wanted us to get past those. I never wanted to be this. I I always saw something more positive for us. I always saw us growing up and figuring it out, and so I I kept coming back. I wanted to sit down and, and define it. I asked them, but they weren't. They weren't with it. And this was the, the last straw for me. That was the, the, Their actions are so disrespectful that I just don't know what to say like to that. I'm so glad that I have gotten past it, though. So let me let's leave with this if, to all the Salt and Pepper fans, more specifically the Salt, the Spinderella fans who are watching. 
um, who have not heard from you directly uh, until now, what would you say to them? Uh, stand up for yourself, speak out. I had to do it. I'm sorry that this happened the way that it did, but I'm not sorry for why I had to speak out. I feel like it was important. And I, and, and it's a healthy, it's a healthy conversation to start with, to mend, but it takes both parties to do that. I just feel like, you know, we, in order to move past this, I'm going to keep, you know, honoring my, the original concept. I'm going to keep honoring the messages that we put out in our music. Please don't stop buying the music because, you know, even beyond us, it means something. Um, and there's going to be more to come from me. Hmm. <laughs> well, I can't wait to watch and see what that is. Uh, Spin, you know, I love you. I appreciate you. You, you show me love before Hollywood a lot, which lets me know that this relationship we have is real. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you. And I'm glad that you're, um, sticking up for yourself because, you know, I think that, that people do prey on people who are nice people. And you've always been known, at least to me and many other people that know you to be a caring, loving person and always filled with joy. So I, I just want to see you given the respect due. Uh, I don't see, I'm a member of the Recording Academy. I don't see you not being honored with a lifetime achievement award, knowing that you've dedicated your life to this group. And the star in Hollywood, to me, would just not mean anything if you weren't a part of that. So I hope that you're given the respect that you deserve. More importantly, the respect that you worked hard for. And, you know, I always love you. We always got you back over here. I appreciate you. Thanks for this platform. And I'm so proud of you, Jason. This is not meant to trash. I just want to let everybody know this is not a, a, a the intention is not to trash anybody, but it is to speak my truth. And if that is what I have to do, that's what I'm going to continue to do. Um, to call out that, that which is not true and to put in the light, the facts, that's the goal for me. And I'm going to continue to do that. And thank you, Jason. Anytime. And so we'll be on Clubhouse talking about this after the show. So if you're watching, go to Clubhouse. Bye, Spence. Bye, babe. Bye, y'all. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.